Hey everybody, TLC is back again today with a new episode. Today we're going to be talking about The Sound of Freedom. It is a new movie. I mean, not that new now. It came out like July 4th, so it's like a month old now. Starring Jim Caviezel, that guy who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. And it is about um, Tim Ballard, who is a man that began a program called Operation Underground Railroad. Basically, they are an anti-trafficking program. They perform sting operations to rescue children from areas like Honduras and Cuba that are that basically where children are trafficked to, uh, I mean, all different variety of people, but, you know, they're all pedophiles, so they're all uh, pretty bad people. <sighs> the movie follows Tim... From his, basically it's like his origin story, you could say, from when he was working in the FBI, and how that went. He was still catching pedophiles in the FBI, but, and then basically he has a soul revelation, and he decides to go, uh, how do you say, he gets, he decides to go basically save kids instead of just catching the pedophiles, and, uh, this review will have spoilers in it, some pretty major spoilers probably, so I would recommend not watching this until you've watched the movie. Definitely watch the movie first. The movie's just amazing. It's definitely better in the cinemas than it will be in like just at home streaming. So definitely go to watch when you get the chance. There is like you can watch it for free, like actually free. They have a pay it forward program where there are people who bought extra tickets just so the other people can see the movie. This movie is like crazy, bro. Do, do that like if you if you can't pay the money or like you know i would recommend still paying if you just like don't want to because it's for people who want to see it and can't pay but like theoretically you could even ask someone to purchase tickets for you even though that's kind of like a that that's not that's kind of weird to do it's like would you like to buy these movie tickets for me but yeah definitely go see it go see it. it's worth it's worth the money it's worth the ticket a movie ticket is more expensive than it should be but it's not it's not that expensive. This movie is very worth it. Anyway, I want to get right into the movie because it is really, really, really good. So, the beginning of the movie is a little uh, weird, you could say, because basically it's about... Actually, no, that's a lie. The beginning of the movie is good. It's basically about this family. They live in South America, and their entire... Basically, they, um, you know, there's an average normal family, uh, except that it's a single dad which I think is nice because single fathers are very underrepresented, just in general, especially in media. Uh, anyway, that's not in uh, like hugely important, but it is a nice little tidbit in there. Uh, after this, basically, this random lady comes over and she's like, oh, hey, do your kids want to join the theater company? No, this doesn't sound suspicious at all. I'm just a random stranger. And for some reason, he decides to let them do it because... He's not a very good single dad, I guess. I'm not, that, that's kind of mean, but, like, you know. Um, listen, if some random lady came over to my house and was like, oh, do your kids want to perform in my special program? I'd be like, nah, please get out, woman. Like, let's yeah, be gone. But, I mean, he agrees, and then they get it gets more sus because she decides to be like, hey, yo, want to... Um, you just gotta leave your kids here and then pick them up at 7 p.m. And, like, it is clearly at least, at least, like, 1 p.m. over there. I understand that it's in South America and it's gonna be sunny. It's also, like, super sunny. Like, I get that. It's sunny all the time. But there is no way it was any later in the day than, like, 
2 p.m. and that's stretching it. It had to be like like one noon, sometime around there. So no, I am not. I would not leave my child alone with some random woman I just met for seven hours. No, I'm not doing that. No, why? Why would I ever do that? That's a terrible, horrible idea. Don't do it. The movie teaches a very, very valuable lesson. That like within like the first ten minutes, don't don't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. That's don't leave your kids with random strangers. That's how kidnappings happen. Just don't do it. Okay. Anyway, um, basically after that, we end. Uh, she brings in the recording crew and their her his kids there with like a bunch of other kids. I mean, like, for for a point in his favor, he tries to go in, but, like, he's, she's just like, sorry, no, no, no parents allowed. He's like, ah, well, I guess this isn't, I don't see any downside to this. I can't foresee this going wrong. Like, what? I mean, he's also the only parent that comes back for some reason, which is something, but anyway, I'll get to that in a second. Basically, um... We then have all the kids in there and the recording crew, and basically she's telling them to, like, pose in front of the camera, and they're having them do, like, weird lewd poses, and she's, like, taking down their, unbuttoning their shirts and opening up, opening up their collars, she's off their neck. For the girls, she's, like, undoing their dresses a little bit and showing off, like, their cleavage. It's, it's creepy and messed up and disturbing, and it's supposed to be. You are supposed to be very, very disturbed watching this. It every moment feels drawn out and sick, and that is the point. Unless you're a pedophile, then you enjoyed it, in which case, please turn yourself into the FBI, because nobody wants you on the streets. Anyway, point being, um... Yeah, it's very, it's very sick and disturbed and depraved. And she's, like, putting makeup on the girls and all this stuff, and they're basically really going for the man's daughter, who is named uh, Rosia. And, um, yeah, so they, like, put all makeup, basically make her look like a model, essentially. But she's, again, she's, like, a, like a, can't be older than, like, seven, maybe. I think she's supposed to be eight. Is she supposed to be eight? I don't know. I don't, is this, that's not necessarily, she's, like, a kid. She's, like, eight, six to eight years old. They don't give... They may give an exact age. I don't know. I watched it, like, the day after recording the last episode, so I don't have, like, the exact... I could, like, look up the age. Pretty sure it's eight. I think it's eight. That's probably why it's... Yeah, I think it's eight. Anyway, yeah, so she's a very young child, and she is... I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Essentially, very, very young child. And yeah, this scene is very disturbing and depraved. Then after this... Basically, we skip to, like, the night where the father is coming home on the bus. Like, there's kind of nobody there. And he goes, and, like, the assumption is that it's at exactly 7.30 because he, like, looks at what? 7, not 7.30. 7, when she's doing the company, he's, like, looking at his watch and stuff. And he seems super excited. So, like, I'd, like, it may, it does, I'd assume it's supposed to be 7. I don't think he'd be late. But, like, there's no, there's also no other parents there. Which is really weird and creepy because either it means he was like ridiculously stupidly late or like no one else even cared to come get their children, which is like another that's just wow. I mean, okay, like dang. I mean, I get some of the other kids were like a little older, but most some of them also looked like around the same person, like around the age of the two other kids, Uh, Rocio and um, um, uh, shoot, what was his name? All right, Miguel. His name is Miguel. Thank you. I had to I had to look that up for a second because, yeah, I forget. Yes, and the thing is a little more little little bigger than names. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so basically, uh, the idea is they're kidnapped and they then they start to show footage of 
a bunch of like real life footage of kidnappings that occur in the street that we are led to assume lead to child trafficking, and basically like you know, it's just you know they just pick up kids off the street randomly. Someone drives by on a motorcycle, wink, my like my child now. It's very sick and disturbing. Like a lot of things in this movie are meant to be, because this is real. These things actually happen. It's not. It's not a story. This is. This is real stuff, people. And you know. The, and then after the movie came out, there are a bunch of big screen sources like uh, with the Rolling like Rolling Stone and Wall Street Journal and CNN. Wow, CNN lying. Who could have seen that one coming? But yeah, also CNN about how like oh, child trafficking isn't really an issue. It's a QAnon conspiracy theory. Like, what even is? What even is QAnon? I know it has something to do with, like, them calling, like, basically uh, younger men QAnon. I, it has something to do with, like, Reddit or something, I think. I don't even know at this point. Like, it's over. It, it has something to do with men trying to, like, like, the men that, like, don't like feminists or, like, men that aren't, like, basically, I, I don't know. It's... it's but I mean, I guess I'm QAnon in their opinion. Then, if I don't, and it has something to do with it has something to do with them not liking feminism. I really don't feel like looking into it right now. It has something to do with men that want to be like manly and like on the internet, like make conservative memes or something, and this makes people angry. Because the only other time I saw it was in an article about like people making conservative memes. And they were, like, calling it, like, nerd culture, as if that's a bad thing. Like, why do people get so upset over this? Like, there are—why? I don't think it's necessary. It's not. It's not It's not necessary to get this upset and call people all kinds of crazy things. But, yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory. They have literal footage. They also have footage of the events that take place in the movie. They showed that at the end of it, but it was all real. All of this actually happened. It's not a conspiracy theory. These are, you know, this is real stuff that's going on. They have video footage. How would it be conspiracy theory? They have, they have footage of the things that happened. Like, guys. Anyway, um, yeah. So, we go through that, and then basically we cut to Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, who is an FBI agent, driving home. Not well, I mean, not driving home yet. Basically, it cuts to this guy who's going on a computer, and he's, like, looking at videos of the kids and doing all kinds of weird stuff. And then, basically, the FBI catches him, arrests him. We have Tim Ballard going to his room full of creepy children's toys and tapes of the children having sexual relations with people because pedophiles are messed up. Pedophilia is disgusting. Like, there's no... And I should make a point that if you someone is struggling with like pedophi- pedophile like um, I guess like urges or something and fights against them and goes to get help for them and like doesn't do and make sure they don't do anything or don't expose themselves to children so that they cannot harm anybody. You're a good person. You're a good person who has bad urges, being tempted by the devil to do horrible, disgusting, evil things, and you were fighting against it. That's very good. If you are someone who goes out and, like, looks up things of children having, like, sexual things and goes up and, like, like tries to do it with children and buys children to, as, like, prostitu- as forced prostitutes, you are a psychopath and a sicko. Like, what the heck? There's no—that's just 
Ugh, like, why would you do that? It's not, it's just, yeah, just don't do that, please. Um, anyway, so after, yeah, so we go through that part. It's very, very sick. He opens, like, a book. It's, like, zero, ages zero to four of, like, kids, basically a bunch of pictures of kids being raped, essentially. And it's, um... It, they don't show anything, which is good, but that's what the, you assume that's what it is. And it's kids from ages zero to four. So, what, like, these people are so messed up. You have to be actually possessed by something. Like, you have to be, like, actually possessed. Dem- demonically possessed. I'm sorry. I cannot reconcile the existence of something like that. Without reconcile, there has to be something else. Call it whatever you want, but that's not. That's just not something that comes from directly from a human. It can't. It can't be. Like there is no. You can't. You can't say that something like that originated from humans. Like humans can't. You humans cannot be that bad, just naturally to have something like that. There has to be something else that is pulling people towards doing something as sick and depraved and insane as that. It's just, oh my gosh. But yeah, after this, we have Tim Ballard, basically. He works undercover, and he he ends up befriending the pedophile that they arrested. He gets a bunch of information out of him, and eventually gets him to send him a child. He gets him to um, essentially like get a child for him. One of the children named Miguel, like that same kid, and ships him here. Then at that point, he based Tim Ballard quotes the Bible, which is really cool. He basically says the thing about like he says the line from G- that G- Jesus says, oh, "If anyone harms one of these in reference to children, let him tie a millstone around him his neck and throw him into the sea." This is a real line um, from the gospel. Basically, the idea is it's Jesus saying. If you want to harm a child, because it references children as one of these because it's done talking about it. Basically, it's when the disciples are asking him, like, why are you letting the kids come to you? Why aren't the kids bothering you? So then Jesus says, no, the kids are great. Anyone who wants to be in heaven should be like one of these. And then he says, if anyone harms one of these, it would be better for him to tie a millstone around his neck um, for context, because a millstone is probably not a word that you've heard before in normal conversation. A, it is a gigantic rock that is used to that was used to grind grain in like Jesus' time and probably for like, until like Middle Ages, and it was like like I mean giant like a huge huge rock. And then jump into the ocean. So basically kill yourself in this incredibly painful, slow way. And that will be better than what would, is going to happen to you in when you die. Like, d- 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 that's one of the most graphic things that Jesus says. And, like, this is the same guy that everyone is, like, you know, he's all hippie, um... Peace and love, dude, turn the other cheek. Yeah, he just said, bro, if you're a pedophile, go kill yourself. <laughs> like, like that, that's, Jesus Christ said it, guys. Like, you know, he, G- Jesus, Jesus Christ said it. He said, if you hurt kids, just jump off a cl- j- jump into the water ocean at this point, drown yourself. Because 
it, it's not it, uh, boy. And of course, obviously, he it is not meant to say that there's no saving anyone who does those things. Obviously, if you repent of them and work to you know make up for what you've done, then and you truly sincerely change as a person, then you're not going to go to hell. But like you know, if if you want to live like that and you have no desire to change, then oh, brother, that's not going to be fun for you later on. But um. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. Uh, after this, he catches the guy, and they ship the kid over. Uh, he Tim Ballard catches shipment, uh, arrests the guy who's shipping him, and done, done, and done, and done. So the kid is saved, basically. Uh, and then ba- later on, Tim is talking to the kid, and the kid has, like, a St. Timothy medal that he got from his sister before they were separated. And since they're Spanish, the medal says Timoteo, Instead of Timothy, which so then uh, it turns out that Tim is named Timothy and he calls himself Timoteo to the kid. And then the kid is like, oh, wow, look, this is that's the same name on my on my necklace thingy. And Tim's like, oh, wow, that's kind of ironic. Maybe this is a sign. So then basically he ends up running this operation to get uh, his sister back because Miguel asks Tim if he can save his sister. So. Then Tim Ballard, basically, he goes back, he goes to, he goes back to South America, and they set up this whole thing where he convinces this really rich Indian guy to get, uh, basically, to pretend to be pedophiles. They're all pretending to be pedos, and they work with another guy who's also there, and he helps them as well. His name is Vampiro. And uh, I don't know why he's named that, but he used to be like he like he used to be a mob boss. And then he realized that he was arrested. He got back out. And then when he was out, he accidentally hires a, a child prostitute at one point. And he realizes it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm a terrible, horrible person. Then he has this divine revelation. He's like, you know what? It's time to not be evil anymore. And he uses money to, again, pretend to be a pedophile, to save kids, to purchase children then set them free. Give them to orphanages, places, their uh, safe houses of all kinds. So, it's, you know, it, it, the operation is going well, then the U.S. government decides to pull out because the U.S. government sucks, and then, uh, then after that, eventually Tim just is still able to convince rich Indian dude to keep helping him, and they're able to scrape together enough funds to still get the thing running. They get the help of this other pet of three actual pedophiles, including the lady who took the child, the two children from the beginning. Her name is Giselle. That is a real person. I mean, like the actress is not a pedophile, I'd hope. But the like, you know, the, there was a woman named Katie Giselle at one point. And she was a pet woman who purchased, well, even not purchased, she trafficked children and got a lot of money off of it. And then, event, so what they do is they have like this basically island resort where they get, I believe, 50 or 60 kids that are going to be used as prostitutes for their uh, enjoyment, along with this other creepy guy who tries like him to kill Tim Ballard at one point. I don't know, they're like, they're all messed up. They're all like that. Mm. Anyway, once they get there, uh, they bring the kids. Uh, there's a little bit of a suspense because, it, like, some of them aren't. Some of the kids that haven't come yet. They're a little late, and the last pedophile isn't there yet because he's bringing them. So he brings like the last 20 people over, the last 20 kids, and then 
basically the F, the uh, not FBI, but I believe they're in Cuba, so it would be the Cuban police force, I guess. Just comes in, shuts it down, arrests all of them, boom, big bang, boom. And then that's it. You know, Tim Ballard won. The, the, day, the day is done. Oh, wait, never mind. His, the sister isn't there. The princess is in another castle. Dang it, Matt. But yeah, um, it turns out that despite saving 50 children, they, uh, they, they didn't get the right one. I mean, they got a bunch of kids. Who, and there, those kids are now free, which is great. But like, they still didn't get the sister because she was sold to some random Cuban rebel in the middle of like you know the forest. So basically, the uh, the government can't get into rebel territory. So Tim has to go there by himself and just Vampiro. And eventually, he gets separated from Vampiro too, and he get they get he gets taken into the rebel colony. And at the basically in the middle of the night, he finds Rosio. Rosio, Rocio, I can't say names. He finds Rocio, sneaks her out, uh, ends up having to fight with the rebel boss, kills him, which is like great, spot on job, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sure the Cuban government will thank him. Yeah, so then that guy's dead. They escape just barely. They get out, and Rocio is safe. Reunited with her family, everything's good. Tim Ballard also uh, no longer in the FBI because they kind of abandoned him. But he starts his own thing called Operation Underground Railroad, where they save children and performs their own sting operations. And they're also slightly helped by the government again because the guy kind of felt bad at the end. He was like, "You know what, Tim? You were right. So even though you resigned from the FBI, I'm still helping you because I'm kind of a good person at heart, but also not really, but sort of." Anyway, uh, that's, like, mostly besides the point, like, this guy being, the, the FBI was largely not important in the movie. The important thing is about how these kids, like, you know, the sound of freedom, it really shows the real life horror of these things. Like, these kids are, um, you know, being sold to all kinds of creeps and freaks that want to do, are doing all kinds of things. And thankfully, they don't, like, physically show anything. They just show, like, the kids on beds, like, they show a kid on a bed and, like, the man coming up and, like, you know, the drink and, and oh, boy. And then I like, think of, like, the guy showing, putting on his pants. I just don't see anything. You don't, like, there's never, you don't never see any actual sexual thing happening you also don't see any naked people which i appreciate because they don't like seeing people that don't have clothes on it's very weird but um yeah so it just it really it does a, it, i can't do it justice by talking here but if you listen to me and you you know watch the thing first then i won't really need to because you will have already seen it but yeah, my speak, my just my vo- my words can't really do justice to exactly how crushing and pressing the thing is. They do a very, they did a very good job, and it's a very small studio. I have to thank Angel uh, Studios for allowing it to run because it actually had been in um, production. I mean, and like done for about five years, but just nobody wanted to run it in Hollywood. I wonder why. I wonder why no one in Hollywood. Wanted to run a movie about child trafficking and pedophiles and how those are bad. I wonder. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I digress. But uh, another interesting thing that I really liked in the movie was that one of the actual first, like, 
pedophiles that were shown were women, which I think a lot of people kind of don't talk about. Like every conversation, every conversation, I really can't talk to. I don't know why I'm. Uh, anyway, every conversation that usually comes up about these things has to do with like it's like a, t- a small g- young girl and a, like man who's d- attacking and raping her, and like that's usually. The thing, or a man who is like raping a young boy because these people are like super, super sick, like super ridiculously, mentally, insanely sick and depraved. But it is like, you know, important to realize that it's not only men that do this, like women do this too. The first trafficker we saw was a woman, that Katie Giselle character, and the first, like, time we see someone sold is we see Miguel sold to this woman and he stays with her for multiple months she's like a club woman it's but yeah so you know this is it's not just it's not just men that do these evil sick things it's women too it's all kinds of people I think it is like seriously really really important to watch this movie like if you can't, if you can't get it in theaters, find it on streaming services. Find it somewhere. Pirate it. I really, I mean, I prefer you didn't pirate it so that Angel Studios and like all these people could get money. But like you know, they don't get that much money off of streaming services anyway, since the service takes most of it. Um, point being, still, I really, I really, 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 really encourage everyone to go see this movie somehow. It is very, very important. In theaters, there is a special end section with Jim Caviezel, and he talks about how this movie is, like, he wants it to be the Uncle Tom's cabin of the modern era for child trafficking, which is the modern slavery. And, um, again, for context, Uncle Tom's Cabin is a book by Harriet Beecher Stowe. It's about a slave named Uncle Tom, and usually the term Uncle Tom is thrown around, like, really as an insult usually to black people who apparently suck up to white people that are like they're called uncle toms because a lot of the book was with him being very like docile towards his slave masters but the book wasn't really about him like i don't know why it's an insult because he's the one he's the main character of the book and as the protagonist his goal is basically to 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 Tried, he's trying to reunite his family. He's trying to get back. Like that's the point of the book. It's not about the point of the book is not about him sucking up. They show him having to suck up to the white slave masters because that was the their way of life back then. They he, he didn't have a choice. He would have gotten severely harmed, beaten, or even killed if he didn't do that. So like the point of the book was to show off how horrible slavery was, and it successfully did that. It. Well, and it became a worldwide phenomenon, like literally worldwide. It Abraham Lincoln, the guy who ended up stopping slavery in the first place, like like in America, literally he was like, bro, this this book is what started the Civil War for real. This is what started the like abolition portion of it. It was this that fired people up to go fight against slavery and this is real life slavery like this new thing this child sex trafficking is real life slavery we have more slaves in the world nowadays than when slavery was legal 
We have more slaves in the world than the Romans did at the height of their empire. And half of those are sex slaves. That's so insanely messed up. What the heck? Like, people have become docile because they think that everything is perfect and everything is good and we're living in this, like, great utopian, new, modern, enlightened society. No, we're not. We're pretty much worse than we were before. Like, there's either those people who think, oh, the world is so enlightened, we're so much better than the people from however many years ago, and then there are the people who, like, who are causing a bunch of problems over stupid things that don't exist. Like, everybody complaining about so-called racism, when the racism that they're talking about is like somebody called them what their skin color is, or someone made a taco joke in front of a Spanish person. Like, that's what they think is racism and, like, oppression. While there are literally children here being sold into sla- into sex slavery. What the heck? They're like five-year-old children. Even younger sometimes. And your idea of oppression is, like, badly timed taco joke? Like, you people don't... I don't, I don't understand people. I don't. I really don't. It's just... It's absolutely ridiculous. But... In the end, the, uh, still, I would really recommend you see this movie if you are against child trafficking. Like, just see it somehow. It's great. It's I, I still, I cannot do it justice. I cannot do it justice by talking here. Like, I just, I really can't. It is mind-blowing. It nearly had me to tears. And as you know, I am an incredibly manly, strong, stoic individual who never cries for any reason. But um, it's just, it's so crushing and insane the things that you know you see in the movie and the end is just so great everybody coming back together it's just you know so it's it's very well it's just like a very well done movie which is just this is like the last quick thing that i just really wanted to say before before ending for today is that actually like a good movie like it's well done it's well written and you don't see that very often in movies that are, like, Christian movies. Like, they, for example, they mention God on, like, a good amount of times in the movie, and it's not, like, weird or awkward. Like, it's not, it's, it's not like Finding Jesus 2. <laughs> or even, like, uh, even, like, God's Not Dead, which was a very good concept and uh, not a horrible movie. That It's just, like, it's so cringy sometimes. Like, half the time, I was, like, actually in physical pain from how badly I was cringing at some things they said. But this movie is like actually it's it was actually a good movie. There was it, the plot was good, the acting was good, the characterization was good. Like everything was actually good. And they mentioned God without making it into this weird cringy thing. Like without making it to basically veggie tales. They just said God like they they were talked about it. He even made a Bible reference and it wasn't it wasn't weird or cringy. They said, you know, God's children are not for sale. He didn't sound like he was trying to be on, like, I don't know. What's another? I, I was going to say VeggieTales again, and now I don't. I realize I said that already. Yeah, but he doesn't sound like Larry the Cucumber. Like, he sounds he sounds like he wants to actually say, like, it, it was actually meant. To, he was just speaking in normal conversation. He sounded like a normal person. And it was, it's just, I can't 
I can't stress enough how great the movie is. It's just a, it's a very good movie at its core, and it also teaches and just an incredibly valuable lesson shows off something incredibly important that needs to be talked about because it's really happening and it's really sick and depraved and disgusting and needs to stop. It needs to stop, and we need people to know about it and we need awareness for it to stop. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to my rant. Sound of Freedom was a very, very good movie. Definitely watch it 100%. Please watch it. Watch it again. Buy tickets for other people to watch it. Watch it. It's amazing. It's very good. Watch it. And with that, uh, I will be leaving you guys for today. Uh, I have no clue what next week's episode is going to be on, but there is enough stuff going on that I will find something or some things to talk about. There's not one single thing I talk about for half an hour. Anyway, I will see you guys later. Peace out, God bless, and uh, see you next week. TLC, out.